isn't this just so fun? Isn't recovery and healing just so fun? I mean, we sit here and we openly talk about all the stupid shit that we've done and the stuff that we're so ashamed of that we'd rather not think about, completely ignore for the rest of our lives, never think about it again, not even admit to doing it. But we're supposed to just openly talk about it and share about it in hopes of getting better. Isn't this so fun? It's so fun to heal, isn't it? Said nobody ever. Hello, hello, Olaf, and what's up? Welcome and welcome back to the Hope Chase podcast. I am Angie, and I am your host. Thank you so, so much for listening. This is episode 26. So grab a coffee, a tea, a snack, and turn your volume up, because for the next half an hour or so, I'm going to be talking about shame. You are as sick as your secrets, they say. (laughs) You are as sick as your shame, I would like to say. But what does that mean? And how does that apply to recovery, to healing, to life in general? I'm going to be talking about and sharing today something that I have never spoken publicly about, something I consider to be the most shameful thing I ever have done throughout my entire history with addiction. And it's going to be incredibly uncomfortable, but I'm doing it anyways. And why I think the absolute worst thing you can do with your shame is completely ignore it. We'll be talking about all of it. If this is the first episode of the Hope Chase podcast you are listening to, hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining the Hope Chase. Who the hell am I? I am Angie, and I was a dope fiend, junked out heroin addict for almost 20 years of my life. From age 23 to 40, I was an active dope user on a daily basis. And in 2019, I finally put it down for the last time. I've been on a hell of a roller coaster the past few years, healing and recovering. And today I have a podcast and we talk all about it. So thank you so much for listening to the Hope Chase today. Have you ever done something you've been so ashamed of so embarrassed to admit that you couldn't even bear to talk about it or even think about it? If your answer is yes, well, same. (laughs) Me too. They say you're as sick as your secrets, and I'd say you're as sick as your shame. They say that you're supposed to talk about it. You're supposed to tell somebody. You're supposed to get it out in order to move on from it. But what does that do, if anything? Does it actually help? What does that mean, really? You are as sick as your secrets. Well, to me, it means that as long as you keep that shit in, as long as you keep it a secret, all the crazy and stupid crap that you've done over the years, all the shameful things, the things that you're embarrassed to admit, the things that you want to forget and completely ignore, If those remain secrets, then you're going to continue to stay sick. Is that true? Is it false? Does sharing about these things actually help you to move on in your life and to recover 
and heal and get better? Well, I'll tell you my experience because I've done a lot of stupid shit. (laughs) One in particular that I am incredibly shameful about, never really talked about publicly, and I'm going to do that today. Isn't this fun? Isn't recovery fun? When I think of all of the stupid shit that I've done, honestly, I have quite a long list of shameful things that I've done, things I'm embarrassed to admit that I've done. I've talked about a lot of them already on this podcast, but to be honest, I got caught for most of them. (laughs) I pretty much got caught for every stupid, embarrassing, shameful thing that I've done. Where does that shame come from? A lot of times it comes from the outside. It comes from society, what people think or what we are told or taught to think is shameful, what we quote unquote should be ashamed of doing, right? For me, one of actually probably the biggest thing, the thing that I am most shameful, most ashamed, most embarrassed, would rather never admit to it, (laughs) would rather ignore it for the rest of my life, not think about it, just walk away and go on with my life. That thing is stealing from my family. Stealing from my family. I would like to say that I only did it one time, but that would be a lie. I've done it multiple times. Each and every time I was doing it, I would justify it. I justified it and I pretended that it was okay in some way in my twisted brain. I would convince myself that I was justified for stealing from my fucking family. The time that I did this that holds the most shame around it would be stealing from my father while he was lying in a fucking hospital bed dying. While my father was in the hospital after he had his unexpected heart attack in 2019, like I've mentioned in past episodes, I completely lost everything in a blink of an eye. He was supporting my life, paying my rent. I went from having money to live to having absolutely nothing. And because of that, I justified doing whatever I could to get by, to survive, to get money. One thing I did was I chose to write a check to myself. I took one of his checks, I wrote it to myself, I took it to the bank, and I cashed it. And I justified it because it was a normal thing for him to send me money, to give me money. He paid for my rent, et cetera, et cetera. Looking back, it's kind of ironic to think about thinking of it with a clear brain, clear thoughts, clear thinking, because at the time, I was actually too shameful to physically ask my dad for money while he was laying in the hospital. So instead, in order to avoid that discomfort, in order to avoid feeling that shame, I decided to just take it, to not tell him. And I continued to deny this to myself. I really did think it was okay. I actually tried to do it more than once. But the second time I tried, I ended up getting arrested at 
the bank instead. This is something I have never spoke about publicly. I rarely even think about this. Every time I do, I get that feeling, that gut feeling of incredible shame and embarrassment, that feeling that I talked about last week in the episode when I mentioned I had the fear of being seen, that feeling that would keep me in my house because I felt so vulnerable, so shameful when I was out being seen by people. It was that feeling when I think about this. And when I tell the story still today, I even sometimes forget about those incredibly important details or choose to forget about them, block them out, however you want to describe it. Selectively remember. Because wow, what kind of piece of shit person steals from their parent while they are dying in the fucking hospital? Well, that was me. I had become that person. And I'm sure we'd all hear stories about people who steal meds from their parents who have cancer, something along those lines. And I'm sure we've all had the thought of who the hell would do that? Well, I became that person. And it was all that I could do to deny it to myself. And all the shit that my brother did to me during that time, he had already hated me so much that when this happened, it just literally blew the entire situation up into flames. I was already being ostracized. I was already being judged. I was already being left out. I was already being arrested for doing something 10 years prior, 15 years prior, when I stole money from my brother. And then I added to that situation by stealing from my father, who I was incredibly close to, who I could have just as easily asked him for the fucking money. But it's because of the shame. The shame kept me from making any kind of right decisions. And as a result, I became that piece of shit person that I never, ever, ever thought I would become. And I've talked about a million times on this podcast how my father and I were incredibly close, which means I could have very well just simply asked him for money. But I didn't feel it was quote unquote appropriate to ask my dad for money while he is laying in a hospital bed. So my solution was to just take it from him. Which you can see the sickness, you can see the absolute craziness in my thinking. And I know that my dad found out because my brother had seen me cash the check. He saw it in the bank records. And so my brother was on my father's side, telling him whatever, I did get a chance to apologize to my dad. It took me several days after I had gotten arrested to even get up the courage to go see him in the hospital after this occurred. My brother at that time was trying to kick me out of my dad's house. 
I was like, I have to go see my dad. I have to go talk to him. I have to go make sure I can continue to stay here because where was I supposed to go? It was all about me, right? And so I went to the hospital and I did apologize to my dad. I remember at the time trying to feel something. I was so numb that I couldn't even cry. I felt like I was saying how sorry I was, but I wasn't feeling anything in the moment. And my dad at that time wasn't even lucid. To be honest, I don't even know if he actually really knew what was going on. I am not sure if he actually knew what I did. I know that he was involved in having me arrested, which if you've listened to other episodes of this podcast, you know is incredibly out of character for him because he was the one bailing me out of jail over and over and over again. He was the one who had the complete opposite of tough love. He was the one who enabled me for a long fucking time. But just because I was so close with my father does not mean that it's okay to just take things. Does not mean that it's okay to steal from him. Because quite frankly, I was denying the fact that that's actually what I was doing. I was just taking the money because he was just going to give it to me anyways. He paid my rent anyways. So this money was going to go to me anyways. I was so selfish, so worried about how I was going to survive, which was a valid concern, right? I mean, I wasn't completely crazy for worrying about that. I had nothing. I had zero. But also me getting high made it a million times worse. Because I had to come up with hundreds of dollars every single day just to get high. Whereas if I wasn't getting high, I would have just needed money for food, for gas, that's it. And if I hadn't been getting high, I guarantee you that it would have been a million times easier to just have physically asked my dad for a little money. I was so shameful and so ashamed of the fact that I was getting high that it kept me from thinking clearly and making good decisions. I am telling you this, even though it is incredibly uncomfortable for me to admit these things, but I want you to know that doing bad things does not make you a bad person. We all make really, really bad decisions when we're sick, when we're suffering, when we're not able to think clearly. It's all about us in that moment, that instant gratification, me, me, me. It does not make you a bad person. If it were up to me, I would probably not be telling you these things. I would rather, honestly, ignore them I would rather not talk about them, and I would rather just continue to pretend that these things didn't exist in my past. But they say that we are as sick as our secrets. And what I like to say, we are as sick as our shame. Whether they are one and the same, that's for you to decide. But you know what? It's not really up to me because I have heard from people before me who have changed their lives 
and healed and recovered and turned everything around for themselves. I have heard from the people that came before me that talking about these things makes it better. That sharing your secrets, sharing your shame helps you heal, helps you recover, helps you to move on. Because it's true, right? When we keep this shit in and choose to ignore it and not talk about it, that feeling of shame that I talked about, that gut feeling of embarrassment and just sheer and utter shame, that feeling just grows. It never goes away if it's never fucking addressed. It ne- Where's it going to go? Where is it going to go? Another thing that I like to say too is anytime you share about a problem to somebody who you can help. Now, I'm a firm believer in not talking about your problems, right? I've talked about that in a past episode, but stop complaining. But when you're sharing about like this, things that you've done, you're not complaining. You're sharing about your experience in the hopes to benefit somebody else. When we do that, it cuts it in half. It cuts that burden in half. And just like the people that told me about this and the people who told me how they got better, I am sitting here telling you what I've done and passing along this message. And if you're sitting there and you still have things that you haven't been able to share with someone or share with people or talk about or even write it down in a journal, that's okay. It comes with time. It took me a long ass time to be able to talk about these things. I remember one day in particular, I think it was in 2021, I was with a friend of mine and I had mentioned something that happened around my dad's death and I literally just stopped. And I literally just had to say the words in that moment. I remember saying, I stole from my father while he was dying in the hospital. Like I felt like those words needed to be said because even today still, I feel like the biggest absolute piece of shit that ever lived on this planet for doing that. And I will never know if my dad actually knew what was going on, if he even heard me speaking, if he even heard my apology. I will never know. And I think that makes it that much worse to not be able to have closure to these things. But again, that's a selfish thought too, right? Because that would only benefit me. The point is, I did it. I admitted it. And now it's time to move on. I talked a little bit about last week in last week's episode 25 about how One of my breakthrough moments was realizing that I had this huge fear of being seen that went pretty deep because it was around the shame that I was carrying around. I had so much shame from all the other things I did throughout my addiction on top of the shame I felt for enduring the abuse I was enduring, feeling like it was my fault. I had so much shame that when I went outside and saw people, I felt like other people could see it. 
the best way I could explain it, like I also did last week, was I had the feeling like I was naked in public. I felt so fucking vulnerable, like people could just see through me. And I didn't have anything that made me feel safe. So being in my house was the safest I could feel. And I just really couldn't ever leave the house. And it was all around shame. And when I realized that, that was a pretty big breakthrough that I had while I was journaling. And it just made everything make sense. I was like, holy shit. It was the shame all along. What I had realized was how incredibly powerful shame can be. Don't underestimate the power of shame. It can very easily hold you back in absolutely every area of your life. It can keep you from getting better. It can keep you from healing, from recovering. It can keep you from getting anything that you want out of life. And if we continue to hold on to that shame, if we continue to ignore it and try to live like things never happen and try to move on without addressing it, it will continue to have this power over you and it will essentially rule your entire life. Think of how many things you can convince yourself to be true if you don't tell anybody. The amount of things that I could lie to myself about, that I could pretend about, that I could ignore, the list goes on. I could go on for days. <laughs> but the reality is, in order to disprove those lies, in order to hear the actual truth, in order to be logical about these thoughts, they have to be shared because we need to hear that feedback. We need to logically know in our brains that what we're thinking is not true because we can convince ourselves all day long that our thoughts are true. I can certainly convince myself that I am a bad person, that I am a piece of shit for the things that I've done. I can convince myself of that. I can believe that that is 100% truth, but logically I know that that's not true. Talking about it and getting feedback or just looking at it from a different perspective gives us that logical thinking, helps us to realize how fucked up our own thinking is. In AA, it's talked a lot about making amends. Dealing with our shame comes with making amends. We have to go to those people that we've wronged, go to those people that we feel we fucked over, apologize, make amends. That is part of letting it go. That is a huge integral part of dealing with shame in AA, in the steps. Without AA, what can you do? For me, something I always talk about is journaling, writing it down. A lot of times so much shit comes out. <laughs> shit you never really even knew that you thought about will come out with a pen and paper. Writing about it can be a first step. If there is a lot of shame around something, putting it to paper can be a first step in getting it off your chest and moving on from it. Today, doing this, doing this episode, saying these words in this moment is helping me more than you know. 
I am dealing with my own shame by doing this episode. And it's not easy and it's incredibly uncomfortable. But I'm doing it because I know that not only is it going to help me, that is going to help at least one person who is listening. And it's fucking worth it. It's such a vicious cycle. Shame. And the only person that can break that cycle is you. And the only way that you can break it is by letting it go. Talking about it. Getting feedback. Proving to yourself that you are not a bad person. There are going to be people who continue to think you're a shitty person. There are tons of people in my life that continue today to think that I am just a junkie, just a bad person, piece of shit that is going to steal from and manipulate every person that comes across my path. There are a lot of people actually in my life that continue to think that of me today. And I can choose to think that of myself or I can choose to prove myself wrong. You can't change what other people think of you. The only thing you can change is what you think of yourself. And you are not a bad fucking person based on those bad fucking decisions. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it's hard. But nobody ever said that this healing and this recovery shit was easy. Every single thing that you see about recovery and healing on TV, on social media, in the media, from other people... Every single person, when they are talking about this subject, says that you have to feel uncomfortable and that growth only happens in discomfort. So guess what? It's not easy. What a surprise. It's not easy. (laughs) Nothing good comes easily. And I guarantee you, nothing but good is going to come from it. And you will not regret doing it. So that's it. That's all I have to say about shame for today. (laughs) I hope it made sense. I hope it helps somebody. I hope that you hear this and can relate in a way that is truly helpful to you. Thank you so much for listening to The Hope Chase today. Don't forget to follow along on the social medias at The Hope Chase Pod on the Facebooks, on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, and on the TikToks. (laughs) Oh, wait, and on threads too. And on YouTube, it is at The Hope Chase on YouTube. Also, don't forget that you can help support this podcast, support the continued growth and success by making monthly donations. The link says support this podcast directly from Spotify in the description. And also you can do this directly from the website as well. So thank you so much in advance to those who feel called to do so. Also, you can help and donate from links I have in my Instagram bio. There is a PayPal link set up and also a buy me a coffee link set up in order to donate and help me grow, help this podcast grow and achieve the success that it's supposed to. Don't forget to follow along from whatever podcast platform you are listening from. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review because those ratings and those reviews 
help this podcast get noticed by the bigger platforms out there. And also, you'll be able to get notifications every Tuesday when a new episode drops. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much once again for listening. This is the Hope Chase Podcast. I am Angie, and welcome to the shit show. See you next time.